but if you haven't picked up on it all semester, um, we're going to have lots of friends on the ASAP this semester. Landon did a great job by himself, but we are a team here at CSF, and so there's a couple of different hosts that are going to be circulating through, and I am just one of them, and so today I am so excited to have Sarah and Warren on the podcast with me. Hey guys. What's up? <laughs> Sarah and Warren are on staff here just like I am, and if you don't know them, I'm going to have them introduce themselves because they are just such great resources on staff, and I'm excited to have them to talk about what we talked about tonight. Yeah, um, I'm Sarah. I get to serve on the key care team at CSF, and basically what that is is just helping um, students just overcome barriers towards healing or whatever um, is in the way of them living the full life that the Lord has for them. And I am Warren. I guess I lead men's ministry here, but I am also in seminary at Asbury Theological Seminary where I study leadership with emphasis in crisis intervention. So I'm pretty much like learning about how to navigate and be a pastor in hard conversations that may involve suicide. Sweet. Like I said, I'm stoked to have them in this conversation. I got to pick anyone I wanted to be in this conversation. So you guys should know that we're going to just talk about what we talked about tonight. Um, Suicide, but we're going to focus tonight on the hope that Jesus offers. And also, how can we, as people who are on UK's campus or whatever campus you're on, um, how can we practically be like people of hope and light? on campus um because i think dr sleeth started a really good conversation but i don't leaf sleep is done i don't think it'll ever be done until we're on the other side (laughs) but there is a lot that we could talk about tonight so we're just going to pick out so warren why don't you just give us a little recap tonight yeah i think dr sleeth provided just like a really cool perspective and just an open conversation on this topic like he brought both sides, like as you said, like biblish language, just kind of bringing this b- biblical like tradition and even like a theological perspective of like death and even suicide and how it relates to like our walk as a Christian. And then even like medical statistics talking about suicide in our culture and just depression and even bringing uh, medicines and drugs abuse into that conversation. Uh, but I think one really cool part that I found really interesting was like just he brought up the Catholic Church and like uh maybe like he didn't mean to bring it like this but i saw it as like man we're coming alongside like thousands of years like even a thousand year of just generations of christians who have been like fighting against suicide and who Mm -hmm. want to bring hope just like to the church and to people and that hope is the gospel and i think it's even important to like note that hope is not just like the hope we're talking about tonight doesn't apply to people who are just suicidal and all the people who are depressed aren't actually suicidal and people who need hope aren't even depressed. And so like as a people, we need hope, like no matter what our circumstances, um, that's a hope only Jesus can provide. So I think that this is like, I think honestly, like if I was someone who didn't struggle with suicide ideation or depression, I would maybe try to tune this out. But my encouragement is like, man, like you also need the hope, even if you feel like this doesn't apply to you it does and so yeah yeah even a question coming to my mind is how can we be people of hope on campus and when you're not the one struggling um and just what keeps coming to mind is being a good friend like how do you show up for your friends how do you listen well um I just always think of the James passage of be slow to slow to speak and quick to listen Mm -hmm. and that is just something that I remind myself as a staff member with students and even with my friends and just like constantly, am I talking first or am I listening first? And I think when we do that, 
it creates space for people to be open and honest with us to come to them to mm-hmm. come to us with their problems yeah warren even mentioned before this that like one yeah. of the reasons he wants <laughs> to become a counselor is so that he can <laughs> listen to people so yeah i like just what i'm learning like the most profound thing I've, i think i've ever learned in seminary is just like that like in these harder conversations like just with people who I might be pastoring, like, and this is something that I've taken to like any relations that I have, whether it be like with students, with friends, with my parents, like whatever it is, is that like, mm-hmm. like I need to listen. Like I'm hearing a story about someone's life from like a different perspective mm-hmm. and like my ability to listen, like I'm able to put myself in their shoes, be able to like, gosh, is it empathy or sympathy? It's one of the two. I think it's em- empathize mm-hmm. with them and just like get to like understand that perspective in life, their life. And even like, in these hard conversations, like, I mean, these hard conversations are going to come up with friends. Like we saw the amount of hands that were raised tonight mm-hmm. of like just people who have come into contact yeah. with people who may be depressed mm-hmm. or suicidal. Like these conversations are going to come up and like being like a good listener, like helps us understand that perspective. And we can even just like show love by listening, but also just kind of gain mechan like in, in, like school terms for me it's kind of like learning mechanisms that they're using to cope with this and things like that yeah yeah I even think listening helps you understand where to go next with your friend if they're struggling like something I always try and remember is after I listen then to ask the question okay what do you need next like what do you need from me like how can I help you um and I think even from the flip side if you're the one dealing and struggling with depression suicidal ideation you have to learn how to say what you need like your friends aren't gonna always know Mm -hmm. and I think that's in general like my friend isn't gonna know I'm mad at her unless I tell her yeah like I have to be open and honest and so your friends aren't always gonna know what you need and you know it's a two-way street like friendship is a two-way street and I think being a person of hope is also the same thing um speaking truth but also being willing to listen that's really good I think, yeah, I've learned that a lot in this job too, of learning to ask, hey, can I listen to you? Even Mm -hmm. because people don't even know what they need sometimes. It's just someone to listen to them. Um, And I even do that sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. I've had people come up to me and be like, hey, do you need to talk about something? Because I can just feel that you're off or like you Mm -hmm. just seem a little bit off and it's nothing ever too deep, but even just talking about it helps me even like start to grasp what I'm feeling because I get to be the type of person where like my feelings can be too overwhelming that I just shut down and I like to act like those feelings don't exist. And so having someone that's like willing and like expresses interest and desire of wanting to hear what is going on inside of my brain, like literally could change my day. And so I think that is a really good lesson to even take onto campus, like, especially for people who don't know Jesus. Like, um, I think we live in such a self-centered culture, especially on the college campus. It's all about progressing yourself, like getting ahead of everyone else. And so as a Christian, it's our duty to serve others and be others focused on campus. And a way that we can do that is to genuinely invest in the people in our classrooms. I think even just like a cool thing to bring up with the listeners is that like we're not only like hearing them, but like we're inviting the spirit like into the space. Like, mm-hmm. and that's just like we're allowing for like our thoughts to be shaped by the spirit if we let it. And like that can lead to like, like asking good questions to the people mm-hmm. in conversations or just like, oh, like, I mean, like just like this urges from the spirit of like, oh, maybe I need to ask this. Maybe they're wrestling with this or they just need this. So it's just a even just an even better thing that comes from listening. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think something I see even in my key care role um, and just helping like even leaders know how to be good friends to their students or just like being good friends to each other. Um, there's a flip side of like caring, not caring too much, but carrying the burden that the Lord didn't ask you to take. Um, and uh, during worship, the Lord put Psalm 28 on my heart and verse eight um, says the Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed And, like, it's the Lord's job to lift us up, to strengthen us, to save us. Um, And so as a friend, helping someone going through um, just suicidal thoughts, depression, it's important for you to remember that this isn't your burden to carry. Mm, Um, And I'm saying this as someone who is extremely empathetic, and I can (laughs) easily be like, oh, I want to take on all of this. (laughs) Um, But that's not my job. Um, And I think empathy can be a strength, but I think we can easily let it be a weakness. And so for me... I let myself use empathy to like understand where people are coming from, but I don't let, I don't let that carry um, with me when I'm done with the conversation. Um, if I do, um, I turn it into prayer. I pray for that person yeah. or um, I release them um, constantly to the Lord um, because he is the one that can save them, not you. Yeah. And that even understanding that truth like frees you up to be able yeah. to help them even more because right. like, like Sarah just said, like we cannot save people. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to save people on your own strength, then you will fail. Mm-hmm. And that is the reality of the situation in every every situation ever, whether it's like life or death or just right. simple. Like yeah. we can't do it without the Lord and without the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when we try to do that, um, we are like just like restrained on mm-hmm. actually what we can do because I mean, Philippians 4.13, I hate to bring it up. It's such a coffee cup verse. Tim Tebow's in the chat. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is true. Yeah. And it does. And the opposite of that is true. We can do nothing without right. Christ who strengthens us. Yeah. Yeah. Even like during Synergy, like I was flipping through Dr. Slee's book and like I wrote down like God's rest is more powerful than our work. Mm. And it's like, wow, we like can't do this on our own, yeah. like in ourselves, like we're going to be like, I mean, especially for me, like if I'm not like focused or like inviting the Lord into it, I'm going to be off just everywhere, like looking different places, Mm -hmm. not really attentive. But like, if I'm really just like allowing the spirit to be in that conversation, if I've like, Mm -hmm. like, I know he brings it up as like just intentionally Sabbathing to be able to like take time to like be like filled up in the Lord, then I'm going to be able to like respond well and be Mm -hmm. like attentive in these conversations. Yeah. And going off of even all this, like, you as a friend, like, are not the only ones responsible. Yeah. And I think even, like, CSF, like, key care team, all of staff is here to help you. Um, if you have a friend in your group or someone you know on campus that needs extra help, that needs connected to counseling, or maybe you just need help learning how to be a good friend to them, like, we're here for you, and you're not expected to do this fight on your own. So we have talked a lot about people who do not struggle with this and how we can be good witness on campus and good hope. Um, but... I think it is just ignorant of us to avoid the reality that there might be people listening tonight um, that or we're even on the building tonight that like have struggled or are currently struggling with suicidal ideation. And so I'd like to transition our conversation maybe into some more practical things that we can do, um, whether that looks like counseling or just continue to like speak some truth. Like, I don't know if anyone has any good thoughts. Yeah, I'd say honesty is the biggest thing. Um, And I think even being honest with yourself in the Lord saying like, I feel this way Mm. um, brings a lot to the light and where the light is, there's freedom. Um, And so it's, I think it, yeah, it doesn't start necessarily with telling someone else, but just being honest with yourself um, in the Lord. And then next, obviously um, 
telling someone in your community, someone you trust, um, I think that is a first great step, second great step, I guess. That's the second one. Um, and yeah, I think we have a team. Obviously, we talk about key care a lot, um, but we are here to help connect you um, to where you need to go next. And so, whether that's with a key care um, staff member or just someone you know on staff, um, just letting them know, like, hey, I am struggling. I need help and asking for that help. Um, and whether it's the next step is counseling or medicine or whatever it is, like, I think um, that ne- that step is the hardest, like admitting mm-hmm. you need help, but yeah. it is what brings you into so much freedom and healing. And you're not going to get <laughs> the quick fix that you want from really anything. Um, and it is sometimes a long process, but it's worth it. And it's one that the Lord wants to take a journey on with you. I think when I just first hear that question, like I'm like, go tell someone like Mm. the more you isolate yourself with these Mm -hmm. thoughts and like, like the more and more they're going to become skewed and you're going to continue just to feel like you are alone in this. And that is a complete lie. Like you are not alone. Like I just first response is go tell a friend, go tell a parent um, if that's uncomfortable, which it definitely I understand that it can be I've been in that situation and I've been depressed and I just like the last thing I wanted to tell was my parent yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. like go to a pastor many pastors today are Mm -hmm. trained in how to have these conversations and how to help you just process these thoughts or go Mm -hmm. to a counselor or um like Sarah said like our team the key care team is just well equipped to connect with counselors Mm -hmm. and different things but I think like that the just big takeaway for I need to take away. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's just to like, don't isolate yourself in these thoughts and just mm-hmm. seek some sort mm-hmm. of help and someone to help you guide towards that truth and kind of just understanding those feelings and emotions that you were going through. Yeah. yeah. And based off that too, like going off of the isolation thing, being in community, like with me, my sophomore year, I struggled a lot with depression, anxiety, just, and I wanted to isolate, mm-hmm. but I knew like community was what I needed. Even mm-hmm. when, I'd show up to Synergy and couldn't really sing the syner- like the songs or would show up to core group and didn't even do my curriculum. Like whatever, like I might not have gone with like the like excitement that I would have otherwise, but I went because I knew I needed to be with people and I needed to be in a community of people on the same race as me. And that really does make a huge difference um, because the people at CSF, we, we offer hope. We have hope mm. in Jesus and like, even just being present, being there, like, you know, you don't even have to interact, like just sitting in synergy, like can make a huge difference and can be a great first step. And I'll even go to add, like, just like regarding the isolation, just like I'm flipping through this book as we're sitting here and like this chapter is about drugs and alcohol alcohol, and it says like this catalyst for death. And it's like, just like I was even thinking, like, don't like find methods to suppress these feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are legitimate reasons why mm-hmm. like these feelings occur and there just is the sad reality that there is suffering in the world and suppressing them is just going to lead to just a darker yeah. like reality. And when those feelings do come up, they are going to continue just to grow and grow darker. Mm-hmm. So um, abusing those things are just going to continue to yeah. like lead in that yeah. darker and suppressing direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think also finding this seems cheesy. But finding things that just make you happy and like bring joy to you. Like it could be the simplest thing or like whatever can maybe like 
distract you from the thoughts something that's productive like I know for me it was candy crush when I was like going through the worst of it like I'd be sitting alone and be like I just have to do candy crush but it was like it helped like it was a mm-hmm. obviously it was a temporary fix but in when the things are hard like right now if like you're waiting for that next step like maybe you made the appointment with the counselor or you reached out to a staff member or your yep. friend and you're just kind of waiting for the next thing to happen like finding those like productive like healthy things that mm-hmm. can like help you even too like that's a great kind of like immediate help is like find those things that can like not distract you, but kind of give you like, okay, like I can escape this for a little bit, but obviously that looks a lot different than drugs and alcohol. Don't do drugs and alcohol to distract you, but there are so many other things out there and yeah, yeah, just focus on the things that do bring you joy and can help you in the dark time. Yeah. I, um, have a dance teacher who used to say that 2% is better than 0%. Yeah. And so when you can't get yourself to be that you're 100%, 2% is better than no percent. And so like, I think even if you find something, cause I think a lot of times when depression takes over, it's hard to do the things that yeah. even like you find joy in because you're not finding joy in a lot of things. And right. so I think for me, sometimes when I'm feeling like honestly pretty dark, it's like, I just need to be in the sun for two minutes. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to be on my bed, but going out into my living room where the sun's mm-hmm. shining through for two minutes is better than sitting in my bed for the whole rest yeah. of the day. And that's a little win. And yeah. so even finding those little victories, the mm-hmm. like the Lord wants to celebrate those victories with you too, yeah. because he's already won the big victory. Um, but he has like given us the opportunity to experience little victories and earth. And so those are things yeah. that help me too. I think also I want to mention like, even like if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so depressed. I can't even like open my Bible. I can't even pray. Mm. I can't even show up to synergy. If you're at that point, the Lord still loves you even then. Like he loves you literally in your darkest moments. Like I even think I come back to the story of when Jesus was baptized and the Lord looked down on him and said, that's my son in whom I'm pleased before he did anything. Yeah. Like the Lord doesn't care that you can't get out of bed or that you don't find excitement in the things you used to like he still loves you in that and he wants to bring you out of it but he loves you in it too Mm. and I think for me in my darkest moments that is what discouraged me the most is when I thought oh I have to do these things for the Lord to help me or for him to love me but I like that is just so messed up like a vicious cycle of like Mm. oh here I go here I have to do this so that he can help me and save me but that's not how it works like he loves us even when we can't do anything for it and he's present in those moments like when you feel like your darkest, he's there. And I think the scripture that just has been coming to my mind is the verse in Hebrews that says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize yeah. with us, but has mm-hmm. been tempted in every way and has lived without sin. Like what a radical concept that Crazy. the savior of the universe has felt everything mm-hmm. that I've felt and he is like able to sympathize with my points of weakness. Yeah. Like that is a crazy concept. And I think I've, I know I've said the phrase, like, no one feels the way I do, or Mm -hmm. like, there's no way that anyone would understand what I'm going through. And scripture, which I believe to be true, is proving that thought to be a lie. Mm -hmm. And so I can know that's a thought from the enemy. I'm just going to start recording again so I can know to like, that's where I'll trim it. But, um, no, but I think you were onto something good. Like, trying to find it. Even mm, just like how, I mean, even like, how unique is it, like, the three of us, people who have like, kind of been in these dark depressed and even had suicidal thoughts like we're here having this conversation like just to show that like i mean you if you are a listener who may be having these thoughts or maybe just dealing with depression like you simply like are not alone like they're uh, believers of christ who have Mm -hmm. gone through this and wrestled through this and like your suffering like 
is real and but you have a lord who is crying out and crying with you mm-hmm. and like you have other believers who have gone through this and can and would love to empathize with you right and we're on the other side of it now which yeah. i think is beautiful and like mm-hmm. hopefully is hopeful for you listening who are in the dark moment like mm-hmm. i know i had a girl in my group who like was going through the same thing i was going through and i like at kind of the same point in her life and now like i was able to sit across the table from her and say i made it through this mm-hmm. like and now she made it through it we got to have a cool moment recently we're like wait you're on the other side of it now and like that is possible and that is what jesus can do yeah and even just going back to the verse i was just talking about for me like i am i think i mentioned this earlier but like i just get to the point where like i can't even talk about how i'm feeling like i don't understand the way my brain works Mm -hmm. and so like even to be able to sit here and say like i'm okay with not understanding my thoughts all the times and i'm okay with not being able to articulate Mm -hmm. how i'm feeling because i know that like the one person who actually should know and like deserves to know how I'm feeling and like he's able to like feel those things with me and so like that even provides me hope of like you know I can't like give you all the answers of like how I've even gotten here other than Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. like Christ alone um but I know that I've been to therapy like I've been to counseling I've had Mm -hmm. good counsel outside of like a counselor's office like with people that are older and wiser than me and that have also walked through similar things um and so those are also like things that have helped me like they're tools um, in addition to mm-hmm. like the gospel, yeah. like, which is essential. Yeah. And it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I love that Dr. Slee said that it was like medicine and Jesus mm-hmm. can go hand in hand and there's no shame. Yeah. It's no shame. I wanted to talk about that. Having to take some medication prescribed by your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cause I know with me, like that is just what I needed to even just get a steady mind and be able to be like, oh, I can see Jesus in this now. Like it lifted the dark cloud over my head, um, which was really amazing and helpful. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts or maybe some good verses that people that are listening could even cling to like as we like end our time tonight? I might get a little theological here. Let's do it. Um, But I think like just like kind of like thinking about all of this, like, it is not God's will for you to be suicidal. It is not God's will for you to suffer. Um, we do live in indeed in a fallen world that's been contaminated with sin. Um, and that allows for suffering to happen. And I guess I, like I mentioned earlier, like God wants to be beside you in the midst of this suffering. Um, and even just thinking like about suffering, there is like this weird beauty about it and like going through it that like even now like the three of us have like seen like you mentioned it like because of our suffering we're able to relate and have these good conversations Mm -hmm. with people who may be in the midst of suffering currently Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good and i think it's okay i remember my mom telling me that when i was in the midst of it like one day you'll be able to (laughs) like and that just irked me but (laughs) it's true (laughs) and like it's okay that you don't see it right now like it's okay yeah that's so good And I think even having this eternal mindset, I think the enemy loves to make people who struggle with depression only be able to see like what's right in front of them. Mm -hmm. But as Christians, we're called to have an eternal mindset, even for our friends that are struggling with this. Like we know what's on the other side and we know Mm -hmm. that there is life and life abundant to be had and that there's hope. (laughs) Like, you know, like what we talking about the whole night, but it's our duty to let other people know that there is eternity on the line here yeah and so and you might be the one for your friend to have to believe that for them for a little bit like 
you might be the one that has to like remind them and even just like intercede for them too constantly and that's okay like that's honestly prayer is the best thing for a friend um because sometimes there's nothing you can do and prayer is all there is sometimes it's good because you're talking to the father yep well, is that it? Does anyone have any final thoughts? I would love to just close the podcast by saying like if these things like you mm. feel just like just are going through these and something resonate with you that like I encourage you to tell someone. Yeah. I encourage you to like even like reach out to a staff member like mm-hmm. go to UKCSF.org. All of our phone numbers or emails yeah. are there. Yeah. Um, or if it's more immediate, like the suicide hotline is 800-273-8255. Yeah, that's and so good. Um, yeah, I was even about to mention like our emails are just amber sarah and warren at ukcsf.org yeah um please email us anytime like mm-hmm. all of our emails are attached to our phones <laughs> and like we're ready to help um is there a key care email key uh, care at ukcsf.org right. so if you didn't want to reach out to one of us specifically we yeah. have some key care people there's a day yeah. team um but also your core group or your shift group leader yeah. also Absolutely. can get us um the information we need to get you help and also know that we are praying for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we prayed before this podcast started. We've been praying all week for this night. And so, um, yeah, uh, we understand that things are going to come up. And please feel that there is no shame, no matter yeah. how you're feeling in this moment. Um, and also, like, the Lord wanted you to listen to this tonight. And <laughs> so you are, like, loved and cared for by the Father. Um, he's in control and he sees you where you are. And... We are just thankful that you are even listening and thankful that you're here. So for sure. I think that's all we have. I love it. Also one thing, John 10, 10, the best verse to memorize. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come to give you life abundantly. That's huge. Hold on to that one. That's all we have to say. Let's end on scripture. Thanks, guys. Bye.